0: Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host Andrea Clausen, and today I have Lizzie Persico on with us. She is a Reiki master and spiritual learner and self-discovery enthusiast. So, super excited to have you on today, Lizzie. You also are in yeah. a Minnesota native. So, um, welcome to the show. Thank
1: you so much. I am so honored to be here. Truly, this is so cool. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yes. So I want to know, we were chatting just briefly before, you know, I hit record. I want to know more about you and your backgrounds. Um, you know, you started in CrossFit and gymnastics and then now you're a Reiki master and spiritual learner and I can relate to that journey completely. So tell me a little bit about your journey with that.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I um, used to coach CrossFit and I coached gymnastics for years. I grew up as a gymnast and I love it. I love just like helping people. I love teaching people. And um, while I was teaching CrossFit, I was going through kind of a crazy time in my life. I got married pretty young um, and wasn't really following my heart. I felt like it was just something that I had to do. So I was, I was in this relationship that I wasn't, you know, um, that I didn't want to be in. And I was kind of following the path that everyone told me to be in. So um, it kind of like ate me alive, you know, being in this, this marriage, I felt like I was watching life go by. It was kind of like an out of body experience. And so I decided to get a divorce and that was, um, it was a big deal in my life. You know, we had this big Catholic church wedding and it was, you know, very shameful for me. I, um, I just had learned a lot from it and was learning a lot. So I kind of, my life was just in shambles. Um, I was trying to figure out who I was and at like a lot of, um, people had told me like, Oh, you got to do a yoga training. You got to do yoga training. It's so transformative of your life. It'll, it'll transform your life. And, and at that point in my life, I had done yoga before, but I was like, I just, I'll take anything to like, <laughs> to transform my life. Like, I just feel like I, am just in such a dark, like messy place. And I hate who I am and I just need to like get out of it. So I signed up for a yoga training and, um, with the expectation, like, Oh, I'm going to come out of this and be a completely new person. And I was, um, so I did my yoga training and throughout it, I was just kind of connecting the dots. Like, you know, I, I love to help people. I love to exercise. Um, you know, and how do different postures, like how make you feel a certain way energetically and things like that. So going through the yoga training was just a little bit of learning how energy moves in your body, but it was just the very tip of the iceberg. Um, So I went through my yoga training. I started seeing a therapist and, you know, doing a lot of talk therapy was really helpful, but I always had these experiences of like, when I would have anxiety, you know, my stomach would hurt or I would get like constipated or I would sweat and I would have all these, like these reactions in my body so bad to the point where I thought that I like, there was something wrong with me. Like I thought, you know, I had like cancer or something. Cause I would be constipated for like months at a time. Mm-hmm. And I go to the doctor and they're like, no, nothing's wrong with you. Like blood works great. Everything's great. And so I'm like, what the heck is going on? Um, I know I'm kind of rambling, but um, that's kind of what got me really interested into the energy healing piece because I was speaking about this experience at my yoga training. And they also, um, the organization, it's Dave and I don't know if you've ever heard of them.
0: (gasps) I am actually in their 500-hour teacher training right you now. You are. Stop <laughs> it. Oh, my
1: that God. With funny. Tanya?
0: Yes. Run- okay. Yeah, she's really cool. Um, oh, that's awesome. Have you
1: met Patty then?
0: Um, Actually, yes. At the, at the last weekend, she was one of our helpers. Oh, my God. She's so awesome. So, yes, I met
1: Patty there, and she's one of the Reiki masters. And I had some energy healing sessions with her um, that were really kind of – I mean, after – I'm kind of fumbling my words, but they were pretty transformative. Um, but it took me a while to get there because I was so closed off and, um, it took me a while to kind of develop trust and really trust that I was in a safe space. So once I kind of let my guard down, they were pretty, um, transformative and, you know, my body felt better. I was able to, you know, like have a healthy digestive system. And I was like, Oh my God, just like the connection between your energy and your, your thoughts and your body, it's, it's all connected. Um, and I, I just kind of fell in love with it. And so I was coaching CrossFit and I was having these experiences with myself and decided to do Reiki training and didn't really do anything with it. Um, I would, you know, work on, I, my now husband, I got remarried, um, we'll do sessions on my husband and, um, I was just kind of afraid to showcase it with the world because I didn't have the confidence to like, I don't know. I just was insecure and, um, COVID happened. And I feel like the universe was like, you know, pushing me to where I needed to be because the mm-hmm. CrossFit gym had been sold where I was coaching at. Mm-hmm. And then I was kind of like, okay, well, what next? And that's when I really like woke up one day and was like, I'm just going to start doing energy healing to the public and whatever. We'll just, we'll just see what happens. And um, I've just kind of surrendered and, and people have come and it's been really cool. I know that's probably the longest answer you've ever oh, no. heard. But.
0: No, not even like everyone has their stories. And like, I mean, some people have 20 minute, you know, stories, 10 minute stories, five minutes, it's all beautiful. So thank you mm-hmm. for sharing. Um, I, I really, um, you know, I, the Reiki, I can totally relate to like all of this in terms of like coming from that background of like being in the fitness world, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then going to the yoga teacher training, which I did, you know, my 230 hour, six years ago, I think now. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the same thing. I wanted to add something more and more depth than just like, um, cause I've been in the personal training world for 14 years. Um, mm-hmm. so I just wanted some more depth to how I work with clients. Um, so I would love to know, like what kind of gave you that confidence or was it really, you know, COVID kind of pushing you in that direction? Like, okay, well now you have to surrender to the gifts that you have, you know, what was mm-hmm. that kind of experience like of finally saying, yeah, let's do this. Cause I'm sure there's people listening who might be in that same boat. Like maybe they've done their yoga teacher training years ago and Mm -hmm. never did anything with it, but you know, how did you kind of finally say, yes, now is the time.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. Well, I think it took kind of years of me kind of, um, breaking myself down and building myself back up and kind of Mm -hmm. really recreating who I am. Mm -hmm. um, So I, one big part, I I did have a baby um, (laughs) during COVID. So I was like, if I can have a baby, I can do anything. Um, But no, I think honestly, my husband was just like super supportive. And he was like, you know, you can do anything. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, people, I I think what's really important is to just lean on the people that are encouraging to you. I spent so much of my life listening to people saying, yeah, you could do this, but what about, um, you know, X, Y, Z, or like, what if people don't show up or what if you can't afford the rent in your space? Um, but like my husband and was, was really encouraging for me. And, and I've just kind of learned how to shut out the voices that aren't making me feel good. Um, or just only, you know, learning who to share with, because I have a lot of good friends who I could share cool things with. And they're like, you know, yeah, but because that's just their fears coming out. Um, But I have, you know, another set of friends who I explain things to them. And they're like, Oh, hell, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So I've learned to share selectively, you know, with those people and really lean on the support of people who have my best interests. Um, And and that was just helpful. And then I just kind of like, I think I was divinely guided, to be honest, because the timing that I did it, I I can't explain. I just kind of woke up one day and was like, yep, I'm going to do sessions out of our house. And I posted a Mm -hmm. Facebook post and now I have like my own space outside of the house. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think I was divinely guided for sure.
0: Mm. That's beautiful. And um, you know, part of your story, as you'd mentioned, you know, at the start was the shoulds. And I think a lot of us get stuck in that, that should, you know, you, this is what your life should look like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can you talk about that? If someone's kind of stuck in that shoulds, or maybe they're, cause I think for us, 2020 was really for many people, like just, it kind of made us all look at our lives and see what is working, what's not. And some people might be thinking, you know, I really do want to make this change, but they're stuck in that should pattern. Do you have any mm-hmm. tips around that or how to kind of bust through that that fear of the this is what it sh-, quote unquote should look like? Yeah,
1: I mean, my whole life I've I've lived in the should. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is what you should do. And it's like according to who? You know, like if you really break it down, um maybe it's your family, maybe it's your friends, or whatever, but just kind of you know knowing that we have the free will to do whatever we want and to do whatever feels right um listen to your intuition i feel like we all know what feels right and what feels wrong and there's no you know right or wrong way to do things um 2020 kind of showed us that everything can change in a day mm-hmm. so we have this expectation of how things should look, but now everything has changed. So we can't hold on to these things like, you know, this is it because everything's changed. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's, I, I feel like we have so many expectations of how, how things should be. And we were put on this earth to live out our purpose and no one should put us in a box. We just need to do what feels right in our body. I mean, your body will tell you if it's wrong. You'll get a sick stomach. You'll start sweating. You'll get headaches. Those are, that's your body literally knocking on you being like, hello, this isn't right. Um, so just listen to yourself and just, if it feels right, it's right. And it will fall into place.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I, going along with that too, is like the past year, I think sometimes we think like this is a, a, a safe career path, but then again, as last year showed, like, who knows, you know, like things can be turned over and like com- complete industries, like for, you know, yourself and for myself, like I'm no longer at a gym space, you know, like mm-hmm. they can completely just shift overnight. And the way people, cause I think the way people work out will change you know, going mm-hmm. forwards, Cause I, I have a lot of my clients, um, you know, still who are like, nope, you know, home workouts. Like I've embraced them. And my, myself personally, I thought I would hate working out at home, actually mm-hmm. don't mind it, you know? Right. And so I think sometimes like stuff like that, where we thought this is, this is the way it's going to look forever. We've just been shown, no, like, let's just switch the way we look at things. So, yeah. um, I love that. Yeah. It's
1: just, it's just like the expectation. We all have an expectation on how we should be. And, um, I think I read a quote on Facebook recently, someone had said, um, have low expectations for others, but have high expectations for yourself. And, you know, it's, it was a positive thing, but then I was thinking like, you know, maybe not have any expectation at all for yourself or for others and just be in the moment. Like when you have these expectations of how things should be, you're being taken out of the present moment. And, you know, that's when you start to put pressure on yourself. Like you just need to just go and let it flow. Like once it flows, you know, and
0: I know I sound crazy when I say it, but it's like, just
1: you feel, once you feel it, you'll know.
0: Don't worry, it sounds very normal <laughs> on my yeah. podcast, so it sounds completely normal. <laughs> um, I would love, though, talking about being present because I think that's something that, um, you know, even though it was a lot slower this past year, sometimes it's still it's hard to be present when there's such strong things happening in our world and strong mm-hmm. emotions coming up within our bodies. Do you have mm-hmm. any tips for people um, to kind of live in the present moment, you know, even when it's challenging?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. So this year has been like a year, and I'm sure, you know, maybe you've heard like the year of the purge, like everyone's purging their shadow. Um, so different emotions might come up, anger, sadness, grief, whatever. And I would just say, like experience that, like f- really feel it, feel the sadness, feel the anger, feel the joy, feel what's coming up. Because it's coming up for a reason. Um, And then, you know, once it comes up, your body kind of releases it. If you're able to really feel it and sit with it. I think a lot of us struggle with, you know, these feelings coming up, but we have to know why. We're like, well, why is this happening? I can't figure it out why. And then if you can't figure out why, you know, you're sad, you start to shame yourself. And you start saying like, well, I shouldn't be sad because life's just fine, Right you know, you should be this way. You should not feel this way. Um, So I think just really encouraging people to feel the things that come up because this really was a traumatic year, but it was a beautiful year and everything that's happened has really pushed us to where we're, where we need to be or where we're going. Um, They say they, I don't know who they is, but um, in order to (laughs) heal, you must feel so just feel it and don't be ashamed for how that feels because it can be dark.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, how does Reiki kind of play in that? Like, how have you been using Reiki to kind of help people?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I have been able to hold the hands and hearts of a really lovely people who I've been working with. And they've had these experiences where, you know, during a session, an emotion come up And they'll be like, I'm crying. I don't know why I'm crying. Like, I can't stop crying. I'm like, it's okay. Just cry, let it happen. Um, and so energy healing is good for moving energy throughout your body. And sometimes when you move energy throughout your body, these emotions do come up and view it as like a cleanse or a detox or whatever. But as these emotions come up, I kind of help clear that out of your body, um, I know a lot of times, like if you have a good cry, people are like, God, I feel so much better. Um, that's kind of like what I'm helping people do um, is just kind of supporting them as they heal themselves and, and getting energy to move and getting them into a space where they feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable and feel their emotions.
0: If someone's new to Reiki, so maybe they've heard of it um, and they're just not quite sure exactly what it is. Can you describe like what a typical session might look like and um, like I've had re- I've only actually had Reiki done well I've had it done twice mm-hmm. um, but one full official session. Um, mm-hmm. And it was it was amazing. you know it was in Salem, Massachusetts and um, she used cool. crystals and it was just like this vibration. I was like, whoa, okay, so this is like Reiki okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you describe like kind of what that might look like if someone's maybe heard it but they're just not quite sure what you do, or what it looks like?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I will say, um, Reiki, it is a very intimate experience because you are, you know, you're laying on a table. Um, if you don't know the person, it's like you have the stranger coming to work on you Mm -hmm. as you're lying on a table. And I recognize that's, you know, you're in a vulnerable spot. So, um, you know, working with a Reiki practitioner is kind of like finding a good therapist. Sometimes it, you jive with the person, sometimes you don't, and that's okay. So, um, you know, I first recommend finding someone that you're comfortable with because everyone does their sessions differently. How I do my sessions um, is, you know, we'll sit down, we'll talk about what brought you to me. And um, because we're all divinely guided, we there's no such thing, I believe, as a coincidence. You know, you are... We're on this call for a reason, which I think is super cool. Um, So, we talk about what brought you there. We talk about your life and stresses in your life, how things are going. And then we kind of come up with an intention and, you know, why, what you want to get out of the session. Um, Because I do support you through your healing session, but you are the driver. So, we talk about that. I like to incorporate. Like oracle cards, um, because I think that it's it's nice for people to receive um, a guided message from their guides, and it kind of helps us come up with an intention for the session. Mm-hmm. So while we do the session, I do incorporate stones. Um, I incorporate a uh, crystal sound bowl. Um, I incorporate uh, maraca, like different uh, sound healing techniques. And then I do, um, energy healing via platonic touch, or if you're not comfortable, I don't have to touch you, but I just will cover different energy centers throughout your body. Um, when I do it, I am able to connect with your guides. So sometimes when I have a session, it's like, I do see different colors or imagery or get messages in which I will share with you after the session. Um, And that's kind of been, you know, the last year has really come in pretty strong for me, getting messages and seeing things, but I'm still kind of learning how to uh, translate what they mean. So Mm. I'm like, if it makes no sense to you, then it makes less sense to me. Um, Mm. So I'll incorporate stones, sound bowl, touch, um, And then a guided meditation. So the goal is for you to feel relaxed coming out of the session. Most people feel lighter and relaxed, um, but the sessions kind of build upon each other. So one session you might feel relaxed, one session after maybe you'll feel anxious. Um, It all just kind of depends on what's going on in your body uh, because it might bring up something, it might bring up a thought, it might bring up an emotion. And that's just getting the energy up and out of your body. So you can just kind of let that go. So I know that's long winded, but no two answers or or no two sessions are the same. It all just kind of depends on what your body needs. And since I'm able to channel with your guides, they kind of guide me to heal you. So if you're coming in to have a session with me, I'm not coming from a place of, Oh, I know how to fix you, or I know what to do to fix this. I am working with your guides and they're guiding me. And my ego just kind of steps off to the side and I support you as we heal together through your session. Um, Mm. Yeah.
0: So it's kind of a cool experience.
1: It it is a very personal experience and, and everyone's session is different.
0: So is Reiki like, you know, like getting a massage in terms of like, um, you need to come back, you know, every few months or how is it best used? Or is it like best Mm -hmm. for a one-off session or, you know, how do people kind of use Reiki as part of maybe their, um, you know, spiritual and, you know, energetic healing?
1: Yeah, that's an awesome question. And a lot of people ask that. And honestly, I don't really prescribe, you know, like if you come back in a week, um, you'll be better. If we do this weekly, you'll be better because doing energy healing and doing, you know, having a Reiki experience, it has to be something that you're ready for. Mm -hmm. So, um, like I said before, it could bring up certain emotions. It could, you know, bring up certain things and you need to be ready for it. So I try not to prescribe people on when they should come back. I usually just tell clients like whenever it feels right, then do it. Like listen to your intuition. If it's saying like, Oh, Reiki would sound nice. Then go do it. Because that message is coming from the higher, you know, your higher self. Um, So I think I have clients who come once a week. I have clients who come once, you know, every six months, whatever. Um, It just kind of whatever feels right for you in your journey which I know isn't quite an answer, but just whatever feels right.
0: But I, I love that answer. And, um, I mean that, that sounds, um, like I'm like, okay, yes, I am ready to come and get some Reiki from you. <laughs> <Since> <laughs> you <are> local. <laughs> yes, I was like, oh, cause I've been looking for someone. Cause this is you, the way you shared your personal, um, you know, way that you'd Reiki was this similar to what I had in um, Salem. And I was like, oh, I wonder if anyone, you know, does Reiki similar here. And, and I yeah. hadn't really found anyone. So I was like, Oh, perfect. I would love to have you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I was like too funny. Um, so when people are kind of thinking about Reiki, cause I know right now um, you know, some people, maybe not maybe can't do it in person but like Mm -hmm. is virtual Reiki kind of the same if someone's listening I don't know if you offer virtual Reiki but if someone's listening Mm -hmm. and they're like oh I'm kind of interested by this um is that something you offer or if not um do you what is kind of the difference between an in-person versus maybe a virtual Reiki session
1: yeah so I do offer virtual Reiki sessions and I haven't had many people book the virtual ones Mm -hmm. um So the difference between the in-person and the virtual is when I do the virtual, I'm not really able to incorporate like the sound healing piece because I don't know how the heck it sounds on audio, like from the other end, (laughs) like if I were to ring a crystal bowl into this call I'm sure it sounds like a fire siren or something (laughs) on your end um so I'm not able to incorporate those types of things but distance Reiki is very beneficial um a lot of people say like oh gosh I feel so much better like it still has the same effects I think in in in-person sessions um some people if you're very specific on who is working on you some people feel like they can be a little bit more vulnerable when they're in person. Um, from my point of view, they're both beneficial. Um, it would be like a zoom, like we, you know, do like a zoom video. So I'd see you face to face. I would take you through a guided meditation and I would do like a distance Reiki session, um, in which I would tell you like kind of what I'm doing during the session. Like, you know, I'd have you, sit in a chair, close your eyes, do all these things. Um, I also incorporate the Oracle cards with that too. Um, and I'm able to connect with your guides, but it just a kind of like is a preference in what you're comfortable with. Um, yeah, I would say maybe the only difference is that, you know, I'm not touching you physically and I don't incorporate the sound healing. Cause that might be terrifying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I love that. Cause I've seen many people offer, you know, the virtual and I just, I um, you know, I've had tons of different, different energy modalities um, done virtually, but I was like, I don't know how I've never tried, I guess, Reiki virtually and how that would work. So I'm sure people listening might be like, okay, you know, it is still effective. And it's something that if people aren't in Minnesota and do want to, um, you know, book a session with you, that could be a great, great option. Yeah, so,
1: absolutely. It, it, it totally is beneficial. Um, it certainly can't hurt. It's just all about, you know, like, finding someone that you can connect with. And there's so many awesome people in Minnesota and across the country. So I, I'm never offended if someone has a session with me and they're like, you know, Lizzie, it's just, we're not going to work out. I totally understand that. And I'd be happy to refer you to anyone else in the network because everyone is so beautifully different and offers like just such cool gifts.
0: Mm, I love that. And I, I, I totally agree. Cause it is, I mean, when you're in the, like a healing modality, like it is a lot about personalities and the energy. And if you, if you jive together, so mm-hmm. that's beautiful that you're like, you know, and I I have the same thing. Like I can usually tell right away if it's going to be a fit or not energetically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Um, I would love to know, um, you know, kind of a final couple questions here, but this is something I saw you had on a blog post and maybe people listening. I'm Thinking most of my listeners probably are in like kind of that spirituality realm but if someone's mm-hmm. listening and they maybe they're freaked out um with Reiki and like religion and moving energy can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about you know maybe the difference between in your opinion like the religion and spirituality
1: yes yeah, so um I I think a part of the reason why I didn't really come come out uh that I was a Reiki practitioner is because I grew up a very um, from a big Catholic family. So a lot of people in my own family kind of had this perception of like, okay, well, you know, Reiki is is Buddhism, it's against our religion. And I'm like, well, Reiki isn't religious. Spirituality and religion are completely different. Um, religion is like, is, is kind of like, it has a label, you know, I'm Catholic, I'm Buddhist, I'm whatever spirituality is just kind of doing is, is the practice piece, if that makes sense. So like Mm -hmm. energy healing is not, has nothing to do with religion at all. It has everything to do with your physical body. And being able to get everything aligned in your body so you can be the very best version of yourself. So you can be more loving. So you can be more understanding. So you can let go of anything that's holding you down. So I actually, um, I have come across a few people who have you know, said that they would never do a session with me because they think that it is um, like the devil's work. And, you know, I kindly was at first, you know, I, I'm very sensitive. So at first mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh, what the <laughs> heck? But then I like stepped away and was like, okay, I, they just don't know. And that's okay. Um, it has nothing to do with religion. Um, you know, everyone is different. Everyone's beliefs are different and anyone is welcome to do energy healing. It just is getting you connected, um, spiritually. And when I say spiritually, it's like getting more connected with yourself. Um, there's no labels on it. And, um, it's just a really beautiful practice. Yoga can be very spiritual, you know, physical, um, exercise can be very spiritual. It's, that doesn't mean that, you're practicing a different religion, you know?
0: Totally. No, that's I yeah, I completely agree. And um, you know, the same with when I started leading um like New Moon Circles and you know, I pull Oracle and tarot cards and, you know, having discussions with um mm-hmm. well in my in my case, like my in-laws and uh, you know, just telling them this is this is what in my in my viewpoint, this is what mm-hmm. I believe it means. And -hmm. I understand and respect what you're saying, Uh, you know, from your viewpoints. We might not come Mm -hmm. to the same agreements, but you know, like, I'm I'm gonna continue to share what is my truth. So Mm -hmm. um, I think that's an important part too. And you know, and going with that shoulds and you know, leading that life that you feel called to, and having Mm -hmm. those tough conversations. Because I think anyone who's maybe done, you know, like what you've done or my myself too, and just kind of switched directions in terms of maybe their career and you know, gone into more of the yoga, spiritual realm, you know, people are like, what? And, you know, having conversations with people and keeping an open dialogue. I think that's, that's the biggest piece.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, if you're coming from a place of love, then that's kind of all that matters. You know, you don't have to feel like you're doing something wrong if you're coming from a place of love. I think I struggled with that a long time for a long time is because I constantly thought that. Since my path was different, that I was doing something wrong, mm-hmm. and I wasn't—I wasn't hurting anybody. I was—I was just, you know, my path was just different.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, i, I just have a gal that I um, was in my—I have a group of, most of them, I guess, are probably seventy-five and above um, in age, and mm-hmm. this gal happened to be eighty-two, and she called me over one day after class and, you know, I was telling her about, I was sharing with a group about Ayurveda and she said, you know, I used to do Reiki, you know, back in the 80s and I had to hide it from people. She's like, nobody in this building knows that I do Reiki because they would think I, they already, she goes, they already think I'm the weird one, but they would think I was just out there if they knew I practiced Reiki. I was like, that is amazing. I would have never guessed that from her, you know, because, I think part of it, then that makes me kind of sad in a way, like she mm-hmm. has to kind of dim who she is in this community. Cause it's a mm-hmm. 55 plus independent living community, but she feels the need to um, almost camouflage her or keep herself you know, in with the crowd instead of sharing her gifts and really being who she is. So, oh. you know, I'm like that kind of pulls at you. Like, I don't want to be that. Like when I, you know, when I'm yeah. 80, I don't want to have to hide aspects of myself because I feel like um, you know, I'm, I'm different or not quite the same with, you know, the people I'm surrounded by.
1: Right. And we were all put here to be who we are. Like we were put on this earth to live out our purpose, to live out who we, we are at our core. And it's just doing such a disservice, hiding ourselves. Like someone had said to me, like, I was just feeling kind of doubtful about putting myself out there and, she's like, Lizzie, there are people out there waiting for you. And I was like, that's so powerful. Like, because there are like, you meeting that older lady is like, so like me hearing that I have chills. It's, Mm -hmm. it's so like, inspiring, that she was willing to, you know, really, she did have to hide herself, but she was willing to like, explore what her heart called for. And you know, you two meeting is like, no coincidence. Like you were waiting for her. You were waiting to hear that (laughs) message. So you're like, I'm not going to hide myself.
0: Um, Well, and she didn't tell me until like, I had been training at this um, building for nine years before she told me that. So, you know, it was like probably her seeing me slowly open up, I guess, the side of myself to them. Mm -hmm. And then for her to say, Oh, I see, I see similarities here. And
1: Wow, um, you know, that's share that beautiful
0: <laughs> that's so
1: cool so yes there's people out there waiting for you for you to be who you are mm. Mm. so okay,
0: awesome. well I want to know where people can find you connect with you where can they find you Lizzie yes
1: yeah, so I have a website on the internet um it's www.thespiritualloft.com I post um blogs on there. You can book a session with me on there. My social media is linked to there. Um, I also have an Instagram that's at the spiritual loft and a Facebook page. Um, And you can get in touch with me there. And I am always open for conversation. I accept everybody, no matter your viewpoint, no matter your political view, no matter your religion, whatever. I would love to support you in whatever you need.
0: Well, I have one final question for you. I always like to finish um, the podcast out with a weekly challenge. And then when Mm -hmm. I have a guest on, I have you throw out the challenge. So what Mm -hmm. would you like it to be this week?
1: You know, I told you, I would think about this and now I'm completely (laughs) distracted. (laughs) Um, Okay. My weekly challenge for you guys is um, to speak your truth unapologetically but speaking it out of love. I think a lot of times we want to speak our truth, but it comes out, our emotions get in the way, and it comes out in a way that might be hurtful to people. Um, but speak your truth. Speak one thing that people don't know about you um, to just really open yourself up. That's kind of a big challenge wrapped in one, but just speak your
0: truth. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you, Lizzie, so much for coming on today. Yes. And uh, I look forward to connecting with you soon. Yes. Likewise.
1: Thank you so much. This was lovely. And I am so honored and I'm so glad that we met. And I am just so excited. You made my whole day.
0: Aww. <laughs> thank you. And everyone, Yes. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power. Yes.